0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about how conclusions based on flawed assumptions are ultimately flawed conclusions. That makes sense, but when governments are involved, they don't seem to adhere to that basic law of nature. Real estate developers will soon have to either create or fund social and affordable housing if they want to build in the city of Montreal. Projet Montréal passed a new housing bylaw in June of this year, falling through on a campaign promise that will give Montrealers access to more affordable housing. The new bylaw aims to regulate the real estate market and improve on the current vacancy rate of 1.9%, among the lowest in many years. Developers would have to enter into an agreement with the city to build affordable and social housing units and family housing units, or give land to the city or make a financial contribution in lieu of building the finished units. The mayor is hoping to get land for free out of the new rules. On a big project, for example, in the downtown area, the mayor hopes it's going to be more financially interesting for developers to give the city land so the city can develop social and affordable housing. The number of units required to be social, affordable, or family units will depend on how many are being built overall and the location in the city. For example, for a building with 50 or more units in the downtown, the developer would have to build social housing equal to 20% of the project affordable housing equal to 10 to 15% of the project, and family housing equal to 5% of the project. And the city expects condo prices to rise 2 to 4% because of the bylaw. Now, the bylaw first has to go through a period of public consultation and won't be adopted until 2020. And the city's hoping to have the new rules in place fully by 2021. Under the new rules, the issuance of a building permit will be conditional on the conclusion of an agreement with the city and the delivery to the city of guarantees provided for in the agreement. Now, The system of guarantees might change in the future, but the current system of guarantees requires developers to deliver the guarantee in the form of a bank letter or a mortgage. In the case of a multi-phase project, a framework agreement's got to be concluded for the entire project before the first phase permit is issued, and it's going to remain applicable until the entire project is completed. The contributions to be paid by the developer will be determined with consideration for the number of units and the residential area of all of the project phases. For a project involving between 5 and 49 units, the builder does not have to build actual units. They can make a financial contribution. For projects of 50 or more units, the social housing contribution can take the form of a financial contribution, a transfer of the building that is either vacant land or a turnkey project, or a combination of the two. These requirements will depend on what part of the city the project is located in. An additional contribution will be required for affordable housing and for family housing. The bylaw is expected to go into effect by January 1st, 2021, and until then there's going to be a transitional period. The new bylaw would not apply under certain conditions for projects in which there's already a written social housing contract, and then projects that are being built by right, that is they don't require any zoning change or other regulatory amendment, are not going to be subject to this new inclusion strategy. Now I have to tell you that as a developer it's increasingly difficult to make the numbers work in today's environment. This is simply based on the rising cost of construction increased taxes and levies from government. For example, the development charges from the city have been steadily increasing and growing much faster than the rate of inflation. And only a few years ago, the federal government significantly reduced the value-added tax rebate on new construction. That means a developer needs to charge a 13% sales tax on the sale price of a new property. It was a small rebate, but most of that tax gets passed on to the end buyer. And since the resale market has not gone up by 13% to compensate for it, it's had the impact of reducing or outright eliminating the profit margins for developers who are building new housing. The industry has still not fully absorbed this additional tax. Many builders exited the business entirely because the numbers no longer made sense. The smaller number of builders has increased the competition for fewer resources in the construction industry, which in turn has increased labor costs for construction. Now, if we have to build a significant proportion of the project that will introduce a loss or negative cash flow, the number of viable projects is going to decline significantly. What government officials fail to recognize is that investment money has no geographic restriction. People who live in a certain geographic area may not want to move. They're often anchored in their community. Money has no such restriction. The greater Montreal area is made up of several municipalities. If prices in the downtown are going up by some percentage to accommodate this new bylaw, developers will simply choose to invest in one of the neighboring communities where this bylaw doesn't have effect. The last study shows that between 2017 and 2018, some 24,000 people left Montreal proper for the surrounding communities. Now, the Montreal Chamber of Commerce believes that a 3 to 4% increase is the amount the market can absorb. The truth is that if you take a quarter of your project and make it unprofitable, you need to compensate for that in other parts of the project. My own financial models show that the real impact to main profit parity would require a price increase of 10% on the remaining units in order to make a project viable with the loss of profit from the affordable units. This is yet another example of government using flawed math to justify their position. Conclusions based on flawed assumptions are ultimately flawed conclusions. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.